Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Bonjour, everyone. Welcome along to... The Monday Night Live Lounge, the, the the show after what has just been a ridiculous day of darts. I, I'm Phil Bars, Lee Boyce. I'm not going to lie, we have got no idea where Gob is. <laughs> just putting it out there. Good evening. We all um, good? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, all good. I've enjoyed the uh, action today from the office and... Uh... Not a lot's happened, right? The elephant what in the, what the a ridiculous day. The elephant in the room. Do you want to address it early? Uh, are we done straight to Instagram? <laughs> no, let's let's start positive. Let's start positive because we will move on to it. However. <laughs> It's been an incredible day of darts. We've seen some ridiculous performances. We've seen Cedar dead and ridiculously in that first couple of rounds. Um, so I think we need to start positive. Look, it was just a mad, mad day of darts throughout. And I don't know where to start, if I'm being honest, because it was just that bonkers. We'll, we'll start with a welcome to everyone who's now joining the, the after party, it seems, which never normally is the case on a Monday, but it is the after party because we've already had six, seven hours of you on stream um, of the Pro Tours being back. I, I'm not going to lie, I am shattered, but it's all worth it. Yeah, there's, there's just so, there's so many stories that, let's be honest, we don't always have from a pro tour event, but we've certainly got plenty. Yeah, um, 
first of all, are you going to apologise to Luke now, or do you want to leave it alone? <laughs> um, yeah, I've already been tagged in quite a few stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I've seen it. I expected it once it got to around, was it around <laughs> the last 16 stage. Once he put the performance in against Menzies, obviously throughout the day he put in some good stuff, but at that stage I thought this is only going one way and I'm going to have to apologise at 8 o'clock and sorry Lou, um, to not have you down to win a Pro Tour this year. <laughs> and he wins the first one. Yeah. Um, look, it, it takes two tango as well. Look, well. We'll come on to it more in depth in a minute. But Ryan Searle has done absolutely nothing wrong and lost an interesting, incredible game. Has there been many better Pro Tour finals? There's been some, but has there been many better? Off the top of my head, no. Not in terms of two players. Occasionally, there's been one outstanding performance, but for two to give it like that, no. I was trying to think before I come on of, of one that of the magnitude of that that was just ridiculous. Was it the 15th, no, the 13th lead that was the first one over 15? Yeah. Um, which, to be honest, at that point, I was happy Ryan Sell won because it was just, it deserved to go all the way. It would have been unfair any other store line. It's still unfair on Ryan Sell right now, but any other store line other than 8 7 would have been unfair on any player whatsoever. Um, Wait a minute, let me switch to my laptop then. Two seconds. Right, I'm just going to remove myself and then re-enter Boise. Two secs. Yeah, that's fine. I'll just say a quick hello to the chat room. ABM, Kieran's in, Lendl's in, James is in, HGV. Ed, congratulations on 34K. Yes, very good from everyone at Online Darts, and thank you very much for the continued support. Rebecca, Bob, Pete, James, David, um, Adam, Jack, quite a few in already. Um, Rob, it's the highest combined average for a final since Darts Connect started collecting the data. That probably answers my question, Mr. Bars. There's been a better one. Well, there's your answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why is that? That's off. That's better. Yeah, that's not. That's even better. He's done completely. Is that better? Yes, that's loads better. I don't know. It did this earlier because it's like it, it was feeding back through something it shouldn't because it was muted. Very, very creepy. And the comment in the chat room: Do I still think Little win will win a player's championship event this year? I've already apologised for that. So you're late to the party. Apology had already been given. It's funny. 
Yeah, for everyone else. Yeah. Um, right, I think, I think we've now sort of the technical issue out, which is all good. Um, but yeah, the highlight, like you said there, the combined, high, high, combined highest average since Dark Connect started from Rob there says it all. It's just preposterous. Yeah. He just done it throughout the day. There was there was dips around the 32-64 stage in regards to the story and the numbers, but he sort of set the precedence early on. And then Jim Williams. Jim Williams didn't do an awful lot run. And we know how good Jim Williams is. If you just look at his rantings, considering the TV events he's not played in or where he's, the events he's missed, we know how good Jim can be. And to, to sort of demolish him in, in round one, sort of set that precedence up for the rest of the day. Yeah, just bonkers. And that was the more impressive thing for me. In the middle part of the day, the fact he found a way to win without being at his very best, that's a quality that all the greats have had. We all know their A game is ridiculous. But to to win, when not playing at his very best, says it all, a maturity beyond his 17 years. Oh, yeah, without doubt. I guess the, the only thing missing from today that I was hoping to see when it was becoming more and more a potential. And I'm going to blame a certain Cameron Menzies for spoiling the fun because I was so hoping to see Lyon Bennett and um, Luke Little do each other at that last 16 stage. That is probably the only thing that's missing from, like says, on a day that has delivered so much where we don't always see that. Um, we've seen it from the off and I know we, we're just... Watching Lyrical about Lou Littler at the minute, but there's so many impressive players coming through today, Light and Bennett being one of those. Um, and so many on debut or returning to Pro Tour action and performing so well. Yeah, uh, evening Matador. Um, it's all good. I'll, I'll sleep well tonight, that's for sure. Um, how are we doing, Jim? Hope you are good. And but look, there were so many question marks going in today's Pro Tour. We'll come back to Luke and and that in a minute, but I was interested to see because some players haven't played since the World Championships, so there was going to be question marks around some of them. One big one in particular was Suits because he missed the World Championships. He didn't have a particularly good year last year, but he looked refreshed today. Yeah, it, it, it's a huge year for Suits because because of how successful he was and um, two years ago on the tour that sort of success moved a bit of the pressure last year and it was a bit of a free hit. And we've seen a lot of players perform a lot better with that free hit, actually. But Alan Suter seems to need that pressure to to find the best performances and to start the year the way he has done um, is huge credit to Suits um, because we know the game that he can play and he's had a ridiculously good start. Uh just the amount of people who are commenting in the group with different stats around it. There's just ridiculous around how far he's off certain rankings. But yeah, Suter deserves an awful lot of praise for what's a very, very good start to his campaign after a huge period away from the board. Yeah, um, absolutely. How are we doing, Mark? Hope you are good. I'm just getting up some... I'm just looking at his, looking at his numbers, Phil. £91,000 Suits has got to defend this year. He only won 24 last year. So to start that off, he's actually earned a fifth of what he earned last year in one day's worth. 
and that's on a pro tour, which is one of the the lowest paid that you're gonna get. So it's a great start for Suter. Yeah, um, Adam, I'll start that. I'll answer it in a minute because I've maybe got a slightly different take to some people and God, but we'll, we'll come back to that in a second. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, look, Suits was was superb. Another one, Nick Kenny. Look, we all know, look, look, Nick's captain and represented Wales. We all know what a fabulous player he is, but to get to a quarterfinal, fair play to, to him. Yeah, without doubt, he's, a, he's another one who's a desk with some of the names that we've had come through. Obviously, we've looped coming through. It's sort of one that's done under the radar a little bit in regards to the start of the year, but it's a great start. With a pro tour where you've got majority of your best players, is it seven of the eight Premier League players? Yeah, it was only Michael who didn't play. Yeah, that may drop to six tomorrow, but Throughout the rest of the season, that, that number tomorrow. <laughs> throughout the rest of the season, that number will probably be less. You'd expect that to be probably around four or five for most of them. So to have the field that he has done, to he jumped all over the fact that the the seeds or majority of the seeds haven't performed to the level that they can, and then it's just a great start to twenty twenty four for Nick Kenny. Yeah. Um, also, James Hurrell. A new tour card holder. Again, we've seen him play some some good stuff, but again, good to see him doing it as a full tour card holder. Yeah, I guess he's one who we know has got that level of consistency, being number one in the WDF without winning the World Championships. Shows that you've got to have a certain level of, high level of consistency. And he, he was that going into the 2022, I want to say, World Championships. Um so we know that Dame's there for James Hurrell. For him to get the card, surely he's only going to push on and it's a good way to start. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, let's talk about let's talk about it. Um, Gezi pulling out due to poor conditions, and look, he wasn't the only one to site conditions today. Granted, he was the only one to pull out. Um, Apparently, it was very cold in there today. But to pull out after, was it four, after six legs? I'm not sure if I agree with pulling out. But conditions have to be better for these events. If it was as cold, because Dobie's said the same on social. I spoke to a few other people that were there and, and, and said it was it was freezing in there. First of all, we'll do, we'll do the Gezi one first. Probably not the right thing to do. Yeah, there's no problem about it for me. That's definitely not the right thing. If if you're attending a tournament and you make that decision half hour, ten minutes, whenever it may be before Dame's played, then then there's a problem about it. But right now, Desi one two Dames average one oh one one oh nine or one ten. I think playing some world class stuff. To so then. Six leads into another dame and then decide that it was too cold. Um, it just isn't right. The second part of that, the PDC have made it very clear by the movement of Pro Tours to midweek that this is very much, if it hasn't been before, a professional tour. If you're on the tour, the standards we expect and what we expect from the players, the PDC have got to make sure they're doing their 
um, part of the bargain and delivering with a venue that will provide world-class starts. And if it's as bad as what Price, Dolby, and I'm sure a few of us have said, just not as publicly, um, the PDC have got to make that better, but it can't be leaving midway through a day. You know, I, I remember when Duzzard did something similar and he's, he, that was his one regret about when he was going through his, his tough spell that he didn't just play. Um, but like we say, going forward, conditions have to be better because playing darts, you can deal with most things, but a breeze and cut and cold are the two that you that, that shouldn't be happening. Yeah, just looking at I've seen one of the comments about he played rugby in freezing wet and windy conditions. Completely different. Completely yeah. different for a professional dart player. The conditions need to be can't be told. The no, the grip on the dart just won't be right. Your fingers don't open quick enough yeah. when your hands are cold is the issue. So it's um, it's not about oh he's just cold. Your hand your fingers don't physically open quick enough. The the question marks are there because it's not as if he's won his two games early on in the day by strapping through. He's actually he won his two games by putting in two world class performances. That's why the question marks are a, a well, lot. One of them was on the stream board, so that's slightly different again. But still, oh, you know, like, I'm not I'm not condoning it by the way. But I'm just saying that he is you are chopping and changing. Um, boards. The other thing that kind of never got announced, but they've ditched the old way because they changed streaming boards after round one today, which I'm all for, by the way. Yeah, it's it's a better move. We we saw too many of the same, didn't we? With the the streaming boards moving to four was a positive, but then what they did with how they um, rotated the boards round wasn't so. Hopefully now that will be better. Um, certainly a positive move for people who tune into PDC TV and watch streaming boards. No surprise to see Littler on the first one. Shock. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. He stepped up to it, didn't he? So. Yeah. Um, McKay Toretta as well, the first Italian to win a tour card. And it- Getting to the last 32 on debut, I'm pretty sure he'll take that. Just about. And then, Littler's involved in this story because it was Littler who stopped Toretta doing further forward. But to to do a, a demolishment of Dave Chisnell in your opening game, that's, the, that's what's required on um, Pro Tours. They say how important it is. And how hard it is on Pro Tools to get these wins to, to beat Dave Chisnell first round is certainly and to do it with yes, Dave not playing at his best, but still not playing too bad. It's a great start. Um and then probably a bit of nerves about going up against Lou Littler as the performance drops significantly and, and as you said, Lou in the middle of the day found ways to win games, and this was one of those. Yeah. Um how we doing, Nathan? I hope you are good. Um right, there was a question. I'm I'm going to answer it. First of all, I'll, I'll have your take on it before I give mine. Uh, thoughts on Sky sending out notifications when Littler hitting a nine data, completely disregarding Bennett and Mansell's earlier on. Not just that, they there was actually a, a breaking news bit on Sky Sports News as well that, that Emma did. Obviously, it's not Emma's fault because she's told what to, to do. First of all, your thoughts on it? The coincidence of it happening while Emma on Sky works quite well, doesn't it? Um, 
I'm not opposed. I'm not totally opposed to it. My, my concern isn't around the breaking news story. It's more around when we've saw it before, and I guess it was probably more prominent with Fallon initially, and now we've seen it with Lute. It's making it in the article, or if it's more of an in-depth conversation, then you would discuss it. I'm not that fussed, if I'm being honest. It's another way of us promoting darts. It's people who have got Sky Sports News on or offices or anywhere like that that it's on all day and it's running in the background. And then it's just showing more of darts. Would I like to see it promoted more? Of course I would. I'd like someone in Sky Sports News doing it like Sutter Saturday because you'd promote the day more. However, that's not going to be the case. So when Lillard is doing something magic, which he's doing at the moment, it's dinner that's spoke about. I guess that the one thing is there's a player, the youngest ever player to hit a nine. Yes, it didn't last long. <laughs> that's probably the one that you're a bit more surprised isn't reported. Does that to be a rivalry that Sky and media to get behind? And we could have saw the start of that today. So close. Look, I I look at it slightly different, and I, I and I did with Fallon that the fact that a major broadcaster in the UK, arguably the big, well, they are the biggest sports broadcaster in the UK, are promoting a pro tour, regardless of who it is. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, it, and it's like it's eyes on the sport. Would they have done it for anyone else? No, but at the end of the day, they want traffic to their platforms as well. So it's kind of a double-edged sword, but the same as we do. There's a reason Luke Littler, Gary Anderson and that were on our thumbnail. There was a reason Fallon was on our Q School thumbnail. But unfortunately, certain players have bigger profiles and attract more attention than others. But the fact that eyes are on the sport is a good thing. Yeah, you, you, on, on Sky Sports now, on their website, you've got a full Players' Championship review that as I would go as far as say never been has never been done on Sky Sports before for a, a Pro Tour event. Um, off the top of my head, I would agree. There is mention of Leighton Bennett. There is mention of Mickey Mansell, both in theirs. Um, yes, 90% of the article is about Lou Littler. However... He's also done on and won it. <laughs> so that's only right to do so. I'm, like says, I'm more positive about it that it's being produced. And let's say what Dob was on his socials a few hours ago. But it would be nice to see it being not just about Luke. And for him himself, because yes, he's not feeling the pressure at the moment, but there is a time that that may come. Yeah, 100%. But look, the fact that the Pro Tour is getting big media coverage is a good thing, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. Um, MVG, the only one of the Premier League eight, he pulled out late. Um, was I surprised? No. Was I disappointed? Yes. Because I still don't think he has played enough Pro Tours in the last 18 months. And, it, and it's not about winning them. This is where you get sharp and battle ready. This is where you're used to that hustle and bustle and, and that, that that grind of the tour. 
I'm I'm not as disappointed. I have more the questions when the the Premier League's not on or they're not bombarded with a, a stupid month of darts. He had a holiday on, was it Saturday, Sunday? I think he went fr- I think he went Friday, Saturday, and then I think he ended up staying Sunday. I'm not sure if that was always part of the plan. When I saw it, I wasn't surprised with the news because it clearly switched off after Thursday and decided that it was time to have some family time and a, a weekend away. I'm not sure if holidays and that work the same as to do over here with stalling and stuff. So I'm not opposed to it. The more it goes on, the more I would worry. But right now, I don't think it's such a such a big deal. I, don't, I wasn't surprised, but I just think for him that he's not battle ready. It'll be ready on Thursday. I'm I'm not convinced right now. I'm really not. Don't get me wrong. If he if he turns up and gets it right, he's still brilliant. But he doesn't get it right often enough at the moment because he's not playing in things like this. You look at people that have gone back and rebuilt their career. Rob Cross, Gary Anderson, to, to name a couple. Last year, Aspinall and uh, Wright didn't play enough on the Pro Tour, and it cost them. I just think this is where you hone your skills and, and you get it right. Yeah. I just think it's one event, as I said. The, the more it progresses or potentially progresses, then I'll have um, more of a concern. But the dame on Thursday or the week on Thursday will be where he shows if it was worthwhile or not. Um, but I expect to see him back Monday, Tuesday next week. He's one I'd be surprised who's not if he's not there next week because it's very rarely you see these players miss so many of them. Um, so I think MVG will be back. Oh yeah, of course he will. Yeah, I was just 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 a little bit surprised. Um, that was all. Peter Wright again, big concerns right now. I, I honestly don't know where he turns or where he goes. Um, He's, he's playing in everything that's available and not performing. His confidence looks shot both on the floor and on TV. Is playing in Glasgow going to be a turning point or a confidence boost? But the flip of that, if he gets his ass handed to him in, in one way of putting it on Thursday night, that to knock him even further down in where we are at the minute. I struggle to see how that turn is going to happen. There's, he's just on a complete downward spiral. And I'm not sure where that win comes. I guess he was in a similar position though when he went on and won the European Championships. Maybe not as bad a form. But I didn't see that win coming. Uh, Adam, I totally agree with that comment. However, they do react to him being there. Gary Anderson isn't there a little bit. Oh, he, got, he got booed in Aberdeen last year. Yeah. I don't think you will this year. Uh, this is a really good one. I can't remember the last time that there wasn't a call-up. I genuinely can't. It's it's got to be pre-Talvid. Yeah, I, I, off the top of my head, without going back and looking, I can't remember the last time 
we had a complete one two eight. I'm trying. Would it potentially be? And it might not may not still have been a full field then, but close to it because you'd have had all the big players there. When the Pro Tours were before the Grand Prix, you had the two days in Ireland because you already had 32 players over there. So possibly that's as far back as the yeah. local is, but definitely not throughout COVID. And then post that, it certainly hasn't happened to my knowledge. No, I I, I can't remember. Um, <coughs> going back to Luke. At the start of this, he was twenty-two and a half grand off of the match play. Now he's only eight and a half grand. We'll be stupid for even doubting it. Um, you're asking the wrong person that question. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, we was. He, he's, <coughs> uh, I'm. I won't be surprised if they did it already, but he's probably going to be the poster boy for the match play, and he's not already in the list of qualifying yet. <laughs> They're probably being made already. There's there's no way that he doesn't make it. The, the start he's had, he's got still, what, four months of qualification. Um, there's there's no way that he doesn't qualify for the TV events. Cheers, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see it. I, I just can't see <coughs> I can't see him not being in any of them now. Well, he's already in the green for the World Grand Prix as well. <laughs> after one event after one event he's gone from nowhere to in the green there's a long way to go but I just I just can't see I honestly just can't see I I think right now and I, I heard you speak about it a bit on um, stream early on about will he overburn is he playing too much and he's 17 at 17, at any sport, you just wanted to play it all the time. And let's be honest, we saw him, was it last year? I think it was a week before he was down into finals week at Super Series. And I want to say he was somewhere in Spain with a practice board, playing three, four hours practice while he was on holiday. He's in Benidorm. Benidorm. And it was just, he just wants to play. So if you've got the opportunity to play... Week in, week out, either on the biggest stage or at Pro Tours, why wouldn't you do it? And I fully believe the people he's not around him will make that decision or speak to him about that decision if he needs to step back or have a week off or have time off from it. But right now, he's on such a high. Just let him keep going. Yeah, I agree. And plus, he doesn't have the same issues that other players have to play all the time. Yeah. The... Commitments just are not the same when you're 17 in comparison to... I wasn't about commitments. I was about preparation. Uh, yeah, well, there is that as well. But that's, that's the same for some players. Others, obviously, slightly different, but just don't attack here. Just right now, I was... I, I think pre-Worlds, and we were talking about what the potential is for Litla and... What could happen if he reaches certain stages? I don't think we we ever got to that sort of fertile one, but right then I was a bit wary of pushing too much too soon. But he's embracing absolutely everything. Yes, there may be an overkill. Yes, there may be that. But let's be honest, he had so much negative press as well during the Worlds. 
and he's sort of just brushed all that to one side and he's just let his dart stood at Tortin and he's delivered it then on day one. So I can't see how he's not going to do one and win more more titles in in the short period of time. Because right now, he's won two titles. They're down not the most glamorous in the Bahrain Darts Masters and a Pro Tour event, but I'm sure there's plenty more to thumb. And that UK Open draw is going to be horrible for whoever that's in. It's going to be an interesting one. What do you think Luke's world ranking will be before the match play? I don't think there's enough big events to get him in the top 16. The big money's are at the, after the halfway point. What's UK Open players? Winner? 125, I think. So that would move him. Obviously, there's probably money in that stomach, but that would move him. You know what? If he wins that, he's in with a shout. I agree, but I, I just look, the fact he's only got one shot at a big payday between now and the match play. And you know what? Right now, I don't want him to be in the nicest way possible. Does that make that draw for the match play that even bit more tastier when you've got? what would potentially be one of the most informed players, if not by then the most informed player in the world, as an unseeded player. Can you imagine him and Gary floating around in the unseeded section? <laughs> It'd just be horrible, wouldn't it? It'd be up there with, if Gary's got the form that he's produced last year, you'd potentially have two of the most informed players as you're unseeded. It'd just it'd be totally backwards, but... Yeah, part of me doesn't want that to happen, just as I think it makes that draw a little bit more, a bit more tastier. You know what I'm going to ask now, and chat room, is he the best player in the world right now? It's hard, so hard to say. Does it's what period of time we go over? You know, just right now, is he the best player in the world? He's just won the event, so yeah. However, <laughs> I don't know. I know Lou Humphries hasn't had a fantastic start to his year as a world champion. But if you've got a look at over the past few, few months, he's still got to be in, that, in the reckoning. Um, he owes Lou the one. No, he doesn't have for a couple of results down the other way. But yeah, he is. <laughs> After all that, yeah, he is. All right. I'll, I'll give you a time frame. I think it's fair to say that last year, Luke Humphreys was the best player. Since the World Championships, is Luke Little the best player in the world? 100%, yes. Well, no, I, I, I agree. Since, since the Worlds, he is the best player in the world. Right now. Um. And the, and the people competing, you've got a lot at someone like Bunting, obviously, after his Masters win. Um, but, yeah, there's no one else other than Lulita right now. Does he go on and become the youngest ever world champion? Oh, Philly. I'm going to say no. Everyone back Luke Littler to win the World Championship this year. <laughs> <coughs> Surely time to bat to bat fine. You know what? Not even winning it. 
Surely that he can't the back-to-back world championship finals. Why not? It's there, isn't it? It's hard to put predictions in for what's going to happen in 10 months' time, but it's hard to see him not being there or thereabouts. You think he's got seven... Um, to put that, he's got seven chances to be the youngest ever PDC world champion. He didn't say PDC. All right, the only world champion. <laughs> it wasn't. There's times when there's more than one, which is now, by the way. It's, I guess, that's part of it. What what does he don't achieve in the next few months, in the next leading up to match play, the Pro Tours, the draw tomorrow, Tanny Dale back to bat. Has anyone done back to bat? Well, on date, on debut, surely not. No. Well, not that I can remember. Surely not. But I, I would say no. Wasn't Dozer one of the earliest to win it? Didn't he win it at attempt two? So yeah, no. I'm... Yeah, let's let's um, let's worry about it tomorrow before we're talking about his world championship. <laughs> before that, that one runs. Uh, but yeah, no, look, Luke, just sensational. Um, and yeah, uh, that's why I said I can't remember. I, I can't remember that far back whether Phil did it on debut or not, Lendl. Um, without going to get the history books out, that's what we said. We were doing off the top of our head. Um, so let's go back to Berlin. Initially, your thoughts on the Premier League night that's just gone. Weirdly, it's a shame it happened in night two because that's one of the best Premier League individual nights that I can remember for a while. And when I say it's a shame it happened in night two because normally you probably want that about night 11, night 12 when the same we saw week in, week out. But it lived on all fronts. The atmosphere was outstanding. I can't remember any sort of bad moments from the crowd. I'm not saying... It didn't happen, but I... There was a few. I think the Sky Audio had a good night. Uh, no, there, yeah. was, there, there was a few. Well, nothing. Yeah, nothing was picked up from my watching between TV and phone throughout the night of different variations when I lost the TV. Um, but that aside, every game delivered something um, with quality drama all the way up until the final. Was it the most lads played in this format? Only two lead short of every, the maximum being played. It just, it just delivered across the, across the field. And I guess you question marks about Michael. He answered them last week. It's will that break doing good and he return and do it again this week. But it was a great win for MVG. Uh, yeah, but let, 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 let's roll back. Um, first of all, game one, Aspinall was cruising. And look, although Michael played well, Nathan fell off. That drop was... I can't remember seeing a drop of that magnitude in such a short format on TV for a while by a top player. Um, yes, MVG performed very well, but the drop from Aspinall to end up on 93, where he was 
was it around 106, 107 part fill for a lot of that? It just it was such a such a big drop. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. He was uh, 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 was he thinking four one or whatever it was, or four nil maybe. He was averaging well over a ton and playing so well. And to finish ninety three, that's some come man. Huge thumb down, huge thumb. And was it the week before he's talking about how much he's struggling? Um, yeah. And the names there. I guess we we applaud players when they're honest with us. However. It can also apply in their mind what they've said publicly. I don't want to say it's an excuse out, but sometimes it can be looked at then. It's expecting a slightly easier ride. It was a massive drop from the ass, but I'm less concerned about Nathan than I am, I guess, a certain, someone else in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, Also, Gerard Price lost to Michael Smith. I'm not sure how, because it was a game that you always felt he was in control of, but Smith found a way. Yeah, it, it, as you said there, um, I felt that Price was going to edge that last lead, but Smith just found his world championship or not his world championship form, but the battle that he had sometimes in that world championship to, to sort of dead a win that maybe we're not expecting with the torrent form of Michael Smith. So it was a, a great win for Bully Boy. Yeah, 100%. Um, uh, Luke Littler beating Rob Cross, 104 for Luke again. I thought Rob played decent um, uh, as well. Uh, improvement from Peter Wright with the... Um, MVG painted darts, which was quite funny, but again, he I know he averaged 94, which is the best we've seen, but wasn't quite there still. That that sums it up, I think. The the best we've seen of Peter Wright is 94. Um, sort of tells you where his game is at the minute. Luke was Luke Humphreys was very, very impressive. Um, Peter Wright done well to battle to four, but right result, and I guess. When you look at the sort of predictions that we made, and there was filtering through on Sunday night and Monday morning last week, Phil, that no one had Peter Wright to that more than one or two in this game. So to that to four seems to be a positive. <coughs> yeah. Um, then semi finals again. How MVG Smith was close, I'm not quite sure. Shouldn't yeah, shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have been close. Um, MVG averaging 107, played played some super stuff. Um, Luke Littler edging out Luke Humphreys again. Humphreys will be disappointed because he had chances in that game, and every time he got a chance, he handed it straight back to to Luke Littler because the Humphreys had the darts in that semi final, and it was like every time he broke, he handed it. And by, it was one of those ones where he'll be disappointed, Humphreys. Oh yeah, without doubt, and. Yes, he's one that he's won the bigger one, but right now it just can't seem to get that result against Littler. And the torrent form suggests that these two will meet numerous times. I would go as far to say, with the form of these two and the rest of the Premier League, these will meet 
about half of the Premier League weeks. I think they will meet in numerous finals. Obviously, they'll be on the same side of the draw and they'll be favourites both of them to then meet in that semi-final. So I think we're going to see Humphreys and Littler face each other at least eight, nine times in this Premier League. Um, so there will be opportunities for Humphreys to let that win, but right now it doesn't matter when them two are on the stage. It just seems to be a Littler out there. Yeah. Um, then in the final, what a final. Great win. Great, great win from VG. Great final. Great emotion as well. I think sometimes the, the a Premier League win for certain players isn't celebrated as much as what this one was for MVG. Would it have been different if it was someone else on the stage with him? Maybe. But the fact he's then got one over on Lulitla at that stage is probably why he gave it that little bit more. Like we've seen before when he's done it against Price, when Price was sort of up and coming into the rants and other players have done so. I think it was just one of those times where MVG proves his proves his worth and sort of says, "I'm still the man to beat round here." That's the message he's always trying to portray. Isn't it? It's the message he's always trying to send, but I don't think it worries Luke. Luke's just like, "Yeah, whatever." Well, don't get me wrong. MVG is the king of getting in people's heads, but I genuinely don't think it bothers Luke. I don't think it does, but Michael's not going to still try you because especially at 17, the this sentence makes no sense at all, but the world championship finalist is inexperienced in comparison to the rest of the field. So MVG is going to try that element of game and he'll continue to try because MVG was trying to do them sort of things to 16-time world champion in Phil Taylor, which Taylor's admitted. So of course he's going to be doing it to the new kid on the block. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, evening, Anthony. Hope you are good. I hope Georgia is good, mate. He did all right, didn't he? Bless him. Get ready for Blackpool. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it was interesting that you can see that MVG doesn't like not being centre of attention. It, his post-match press conference was, was interesting, shall we say, I thought. Are we surprised? No. Because... Not, top sports, not just dance. What top sportsman in whatever field they're in doesn't like being centre of attention? <coughs> right, right now, I'm not surprised. When he had a considerable dip of form and wasn't winning for a sustained period of time, even most most professionals you'd maybe think would step back or come out a bit like Aspinall has to try and relieve a bit of pressure. Michael's never done that at any stage. Now he's finding form again, not to the, the top of his name, but finding some form again to win a Premier League night, as I've said. Um, he's going to be shouting about whatever win that may be. And I think he will want people to know. Also, I think it goes back to when we were talking about who wins the Premier League. I think MVG will want to make that statement. Whether we can do it or not, I think there is more to it than the. Is it was it used to be twenty five grand price money bonus? Yeah. Whatever it was. I think there might be a little bit more to it this year. As I said, we tend to see a slightly different attitude from MVG when there is a subtle new kid trying to break into the scenes. 
and MVD is trying to set his mark. Yeah, look, I, I agree. And there's a good point there. And I've brought it up before that I think there should still be a bonus for topping the table to make it mean something. When there was MVG, that's all he cared about was that bonus. He wanted that 25 grand. Where now there's not, he's like, nah, there's nothing for finishing top. As long as I get to finals night, I don't care. Yeah, it's, it's less to worry about now up until about week 11, 12, when there's one or two who probably away from the rest of the field or what we've seen before. But that, that prize money should always be there. There should, in any league format where whatever position you're finishing means the same thing, there's got to be some financial aspect, i.e., I don't know, finishing second and third in the Premier League gives you the same thing. It gives you Champions League football. However, there is a financial implication for finishing the place above. There is that extra bit of money. That should be the same, maybe not for all four positions, but certainly for first. Yeah. There has to be an incentive because I remember last year when he won, did he win four out of the first six nights or something? And then told us, no, I'm already there now, I'm bored. And that's what we can't have the Premier League be like because you tell us plenty of times that the players say that it's the second biggest competition of the year. Well, got, let's the, say, they say in interviews all, all the time. Like, I don't I don't agree with that, by the way. It's third for me. I still have the match players above it. But, but if, it's, if it's the second biggest competition of the year and after six of 17 weeks, one of the players, i.e. at that time, the most talked about the highest profile player, is bored of it, then there is an issue. <coughs> yeah, well, Gezi said, Gezi said the same. Um, so yeah, I look and let's be honest putting put an extra 25 grand or 20 grand or 10 grand, whatever it may be, put an extra bit of money into that first place. Yes, the players don't need you, however, we'll see motivational change, we'll see an impact in how they taught about the lead and all that sort of stuff. The impact that would have on the PDC is minimal, let's be honest. It's potted change to some of the people within the PDC, what that might change in the mindset for a few weeks of the Premier League. I don't know why you wouldn't just put it in. Yeah. To be fair, I don't mind this, but it will never happen because the broadcasters won't allow it. Because for argument's sake, say Gezi or MVG or even Luke on debut this year, say it hadn't gone well for him, there's no way they're not the broadcasters and they don't want him in. So that'll, that'll never happen. I guess there's well, there's there's two other parts to it. One, if you're following year's world champion, finished eighth, how to do then not being it. Yeah. And secondly, whether it's a written rule or an unwritten rule, the top four players in the world are guaranteed a spot in the Premier League if they were one of them. So you could have it, but there'd still have to be certain implications of it not being applied, i.e. world champion or in the top four. Yeah. But I would like to see something done. Because we're if we have the same situation with Peter, and Peter to turn it round, I know we're all writing him off, but he's a multiple world champion. But what we don't see is what we saw with Glenn. Now we've seen with Peter. It just needs to be an unwritten rule that's applied. We're only saying about Peter Wright, but if Peter Wright then went on and win the World Championships, 
there's definitely going to be a huge clamour for him to be in the Premier League if this rule was in place. Yeah, um, well, I hadn't seen this, but that's the most ridiculous thing. Anyone that watched the game, there was a couple of legs that if you were even thinking about doing that, he's had three darts hugging the wire of double 10 and stuff like that. So the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard people even suggesting that. Uh, whilst we're on the Premier League, we'll we'll stay there and we're off to the um, the Hydro in Glasgow this week. Um, a couple of interesting ties. Um, first of all, do we feel sorry or should we about to be feeling sorry for Gerwin Price? Because I get the funny feeling he is going to get it this week. Um. No, no, I don't. You, you can't walk off during the middle of a game. No, I'm not about that. I'm about it because he's in Scotland and it's Gary country. Yeah, but this isn't going to help, is it? And that might not help, but right, if he's clever, look, I don't think that, I don't think it would be allowed. First of all, but if I'm him, I'd walk on with Gary Anderson's walk-on song. Um, I don't know if that'd be clever. The fans wouldn't react to that the, the way that you, in your head right now, is thinking they would react to that. They would think, coming from Derwin Price, that he's just taking the piss. Be interesting. It, it would be advised strongly not to do it. I think he might walk on to a Scottish theme song. Bad pipes and everything. I'm not saying get bad pipes, but I think I think he might walk on to a a Scottish theme song, whether that's a band or or something. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I guess the the problem with it is how how much he talks about being Welsh, how much it means to him, all that sort of stuff, to then go to another country and come out to one of their sons. Well, I'm guessing he's going to have a tartan shirt again. Yeah, no. There's only only so long that that will work. Yeah, it's so great. I think it'll be interesting. It's not gonna. It's not gonna happen. I don't think. Certainly not to Darryson, anyway. Uh, cheers, uh, Joe. Right, let's let's go through game one. Uh, Rob Cross against Michael Smith. I'm looking down at my phone because I put my predictions in yesterday. I haven't put, I haven't put mine in yet because obviously I was busy today. So I'm doing mine on the hop with you now. Yeah, that's why I'm I'm looking because I know what would happen. I'd end up. I'd end up saying a store on here and then someone had told me out in the chat straight away saying, no, you haven't said that. Um, so, Rob Cross, six, Michael Smith, four. I'm going for a bully boy win. I'm going to go six, four to Michael Smith. Chat room, get involved as well. Uh, MVG Peter Wright. Surely there's only one outcome. Um, 
and I have gone with that outcome of MVG winning. However, I think Peter Wright gets four of them. 6-3 MVG for me. Aspinall Humphreys. This was a this was the most difficult. Yeah. Because Peter Wright not being on any points after three weeks wouldn't be a surprise. Nathan Aspinall being on three, being on zero after three weeks probably would be because we talked about the ways that Aspinall gets results or has got results previously in the Premier League. However, again, I've done six four, but I've done Humphreys. I just think as much as he hasn't started the year great, he finds a way and we see him for the rest of the semi finals. Six four. Six three Humphreys Price Littler. I'm glad I went early on this, by the way. Um, I've done for a full house of six fours, um, and Littler winning. And I'm going to be honest, what swayed it was the venue. And that was before today. Because I think today will play a part in the sense of it'll make it a little bit more worse than what it was probably than a bear should laugh. But what'll make it a little bit more worse. But I think Luke Little comes through six four. I think Luke wins as well. Six three. I think Gazzy's gonna get it from the Glasgow crowd massively. <coughs> right. I would like your winner and who they beat in the final. So now he's won a pro tour and people are speaking about it. <coughs> I'm uh, I'm gonna die with Littler. No, I went with Littler last night. I think Littler defeats um Rob Cross in the final. I think Rob Cross will get the better of MVG, Lou Littler will get the better of Humphreys again, and then Littler will beat Rob Cross in the final halfway. I'm concerned that I've got the same winner as you, but I haven't got the same finalists. I've got the same final as last week, apart from its roles reversed. I've got Luke Littler winning 6-4 against MVG in the final. Chattering, what are you saying? Who wins night three in Glasgow? And just based off of our results, do we start getting concerned for Aspen or Wright already? Peter Wright, 100%. Peter Wright, without doubt. Um, Aspinall, I'm less concerned. Um, just looking at his run, I'm less concerned. I'm sure I saw this was coming up when we looked at the start for Asp. He's two weeks after this on Michael Smith, who's yet, yes, he's currently top of the Premier League. Um, and then it's followed by Peter Wright. That night five, pre UK Open, Peter Wright versus Nathan Aspinall could be huge for the Asp. At the cattle shed in Exeter, you mean? 
exactly there. I think I'm less concerned for Aspinall. Um, I think we could see him on a few points after 95. Um, Peter Wright. Struggle to see where that win comes from. Right, only off the top of my head, someone will correct me because I'm just, I think I remember right. I think he only got nine points in 15, 16 weeks last year. Is his is his points total lower this year? I'm not saying he's not going to, he got nine last year. I can't. Yeah, it is. I'm going to double check. Yeah, it is. Nine. I've just looked. I thought I thought I thought I'd remember it. Yeah, I thought it was eleven, and that's why I looked. So I was about to say it and stop myself before looking. Um, yeah, I think it is lower. I think it's in single digits. So then I can't see. I can't see where that wins coming. I'm not going to say he's not going to win the game in sixteen weeks. Does he? He will. Um, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. But I definitely can't see a run of victories coming at the moment. I don't know where that comes from. Um, this is a, an absolutely crucial week. Um, like I said, being in Scotland... If there's somewhere he's going to let support it be here, but then he runs into MVG who won last week, I just can't see where that turnaround is going to happen in the Premier League. No, I, I agree. I think it's it's going to be difficult. I, I also think, Phil, Tom, midway point, if we're in a position where he's only won one or two games, I think the PDC are going to be hoping that he starts picking it up. Because they're going to be on the the end of a total barrage on social media and potentially pundits and all that of a light who questioned whether Wright should be in the Premier League at all. If he's then in a position where he's on two, three, four points at the midway stage, they're not going to like seeing that at all because there'll be tools for certain players who should have been in that mix. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it's going to be interesting. Um, World Seniors returns. I'm not going to lie. I'm desperately trying to find a draw bracket here because the Wikipedia page hasn't been made yet. Hmm. 
Is there a draw bracket? Do we know? Oh, yeah, there it is. Um, so the third world, the third seniors world championship gets underway this Thursday afternoon at the Circus Tavern in Perfleet. Looking forward to it. Tom White. Tom White. I think um, when you look at the qualifiers that have come through the field, a lot of them are highly seeded in the ranting systems. Um, they have then done on and won an event to qualify. <coughs> so the, form is, the form is clearly there. We've got, obviously, the last World Championship of Phil Taylor. We've got Thornton trying to make it three. Leonard Dage trying to make it four. Um, and a few people, I think, of it who need to prove a point, especially around the seniors. The likes of Tevin Painter, who probably, yes, had a good start, had a few good runs, but probably we expected a bit more from. Neil Duff, I think, would say himself that we probably since he moved over to playing in the seniors, we've probably expected a little bit more of. This is now the time for, for them to sort of step up and play their game. We've got Endo coming in for his first um world championships. God says there's people on the there's people on the tour who are performing so well and there's so many different ways it can go. And I know that the market's completely open on sort of who comes through this field. Endo favourite then? Uh, I, he was. Let me just double check. And speaking to Hendel after winning one of the open events a couple of weeks back, the one thing they didn't enjoy about Yeovil was the fact he was down in his favourite. He prefers, he's openly said for his career, the underdog going in under the radar. He's not then in that way then, but he's playing some very good stuff. But yeah, it's, it's going to be a another tournament that I think will deliver and the field has got stronger then. Uh, yes, he is favourite as well. Hmm. Uh, he's favourite. Gates second, Thornton third, Mitchell fourth, Housen, Burnett, Duffer McEwen and Taylor, all 14s. So open. There's, I know you obviously you don't have a bet anymore, so I won't dwell on it too much. But there's two outsiders that I think they've got priced up massively wrong. Andy Hamilton at thirty three to one, and Mark Dubridge at forty to one is criminal. Um, yeah, it's hard to disagree. Dub- I haven't even mentioned Dubridge when I'm talking about the form. Dubridge obviously invited, however, plays the. Floor events as well, and recently won an open events. Only player to it and nine in the seniors tour. Yeah, we've seen him perform some very good stuff as well at the tavern. Um, not sure would be my pick, but I, I totally get what you're saying. As an, an outsider, um, he's certainly one to look out for. Uh, and I'd say as part of getting a seed, the draws been favourable as well for Dubridge. Yeah. And that that allows that probably allows that odds to be more surprising. One player we've not mentioned, Mr. Bars, certain Richard Burnett. 
I was going to come on to him. <laughs> I thought you might. Yeah. I knew he was. I knew he was in there somewhere. I think he gets rid of Della, and then it sets up a potential Burnett Gates round two clash, which would be incredible. That is, by the way, that isn't an easy draw for Leonard Gates. If you want to try and make it all four. So I've told him that the first round isn't. <coughs> I don't think Colin's the same player on TV as he's on the floor. Uh, which I agree with. But there is still more favourable draws on that. No, no, no I, I, I fully agree. There are more favourable draws. But I've seen Colin at the Super Series as well. I just don't think the numbers are the same when there's a TV camera there as when there's not. When there's not, he's one of the best players around at that age. But as soon as the TV cameras are on, I'm not convinced. Also as well, I believe, I don't know if he said yes or not, but it's I don't believe if I don't know if he said yes. But Adam said it there as well. I believe Richie Burnett is potentially playing on the Pro Tour tomorrow. What great preparation ahead of this. It's not bad, is it? There's no, there's no better way, I guess. It's that. It's how far he goes. If he comes and plays one game and that's on the end of a mauling of someone or then it's slightly different. But why would, why would you turn down that opportunity? It made sense for him to come and do that. We've seen other seniors do it previous years. We've seen Endo. So, yeah, go and do that. And it's perfect prep leading up to this on Thursday, which God says, I can't wait for it to start. It's uh, the names, the history of it being at the tavern, and for me, the, the qualifying field as well looks very, very strong. So I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Does the fairy tale happen? No. I was thinking about whose fairy tale you're on about, but no. Where does the fairy tale end? Certain man who's normally in our chat room. I agree. I, look, I don't think the round ones are given. I looked at the averages the guy posted at the German Super League, and if he posts in and around those averages, he will be a menace. Yeah. I I just think there's something a bit different around playing Phil. Still, I, I agree. We that we saw that still, even when Phil hasn't performed in the seniors to the level he, he used to yesterday. But if there's one player I think who, who will react well to that, it will be a certain Chris Mason. I think the draw for Mace. Then he's he's favourable. I don't think Fitton's been playing his best when we've saw him. Um, and I think it's Mason who takes out Phil. I agree. Um, however, if he gets through that, we could see him into Sunday night. Yeah, I, I agree, but 
at best, that's where it ends. The semi-final. Mm. That, that's that. Looking at it and looking at the numbers that Phil's posted, look, he may surprise us all, and he may have gone away and worked ridiculously hard for this. I don't think he has, but he may surprise us. But I, I agree with you. I don't think he has, but I'm. For me, he doesn't beat Burnett or Gates in that semi-final. I just... He may have done. And if he did through that first game or any pre-match interviews, he'll tell us he has done. <laughs> However, the even if he has done that, playing competitive action, playing matches, either that have been at Super Series, we've, we've seen... I totally didn't expect him to see him at any floor events for the seniors. But we've seen a lot of the World Championship fields who have been invited go and have a, a few events against the guys in that because it's a very, very tough field. I think Phil's missed a window here of... Well, he's missed it if he really wants to win it. We know how competitive he is, but he's that edged on. Um, I guess we'll see in a few days. So, what's a chat room as well. What's your pick of the first round ties? The one game. Only one. Yeah, I want your standout first round tie. I've got two, so I want you to say first so I can pick the other one. Yeah, I've got two. Just because... He got to a final last year and he's up against someone who I said needs to deliver. I'm going to go Jim McEwen versus Tevin Painter. That was one of mine, so I'll take the other one. Which Are you going across the pond? Yeah, Cameron Long. <laughs> that was my second one. I thought you might do. Yeah, they, they, they're my two standouts as complete ties. Yeah. Um, there's, there's some of them that still throw up a a level of interest and in I guess from the, the tour um Eerie coming through Richard Eerie Rollins coming through one of the final events the pace he plays at could be a struggle for Neil. Is he a slow um, one? Yes. Martin Martin Turner got his qualification wrapped up in week one. Thornton hasn't performed on the floor. However, he's a different beast on that stage and we know that he absolutely adores tops. For me, will still be the best hitter of tops. Even though in price is just ridiculous, um, and the pace won't be a pleasant watch. But he actually thinks Stop Mitchell and Matt Clark to deliver because Stop Mitchell is another one of those who's got a point to prove in the seniors. Yeah. Um. There's certainly something there. Yeah. Paul Holden. Bob just mentioned. Paul Holden, number one in the rankings. Floor rankings is playing some of the best we've seen for a number of times. Known for being a serial qualifier, he's going to be a good watch against um, Terry Jenkins and potentially to face Neil in the second round. Yeah. Hard to pick, Mr. Bars, hard to pick. There is, like I said, there is them two standout first round games for me. Yeah, I just think that they're the complete yeah. ties. Um, 
So, looking at it, I would like, and the chat room, your quarter-final lineups. Horrible. Horrible, horrible man. <laughs> Actually, no, go, go semi-finals. That's easier. Let's start it down. Stop off. He's just a different animal on stage. I've done the Robert Thornton. He will play. I've started doing quarterfinals. I've got Jim London, Neil Duff, and that's one I can't split. He'll play. He'll play Neil Duff. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I know what you've done. I've got the same semi-final from the top. I've got Thornton to play Duff in the semi-finals. <laughs> Bottom half? Uh, oh, we're in a soul match here. I'm doing for a double. I am doing for a double. Actually, I think we might get one other different. I've done four. My quarterfinal will be Chris Mason versus Stop Mitchell. And Stop Mitchell will win. I'm looking at your reaction the whole time. And I've done four. Richie Housen to lose to Richie Burnett. We're close. <laughs> The top half, I agree with you. I've got, but I've got Mace getting to the semi-final. I've got him beating Scott Mitchell in the quarters. The bottom half, my quarter-final was Dudbridge against Burnett. And I've got Burnett, so I've got a Burnett Mason semi-final. Winner and runner-up. I really should have prepped this, you know, beforehand. I don't like backing until you just made it. Um, my winner... My, actually, my runner-up. My runner-up is Neil Duff. He will beat Rob Thornton in the semi-final. And he will lose the final to Stotty Dodd, Stop Mitchell. I've got Neil Duff in the final with Richie Burnett. Head versus heart here. Uh, 
Neil Duff beats Richie Burnett in the final, but my heart wants Burnett to win so much. I'll tell Neil that. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone knows my love for Richie Burnett. It's been no secret, let's be fair. You know what? And that's the thing, we've written off We've with our predictions here, we've written off Leonard Dates, we've written off Robert Thornton, Hendo. To four and three, Hendo. Yeah. Um, we've written off absolute legends as well. You know, Tyler's performed for numerous years. Yes, we've not seen him on the scene. <coughs> we've got so many we've written off the majority, if not all of the qualifiers who are in ridiculously good form because the qualifiers only happened a few weeks ago. Um, in the nicest way possible to stop Mitchell and Neil Duff, I don't mind if my predictions are totally running this because there's so many of them I think can go on and deliver. Um, and I think first round, there's a few games to pick a little bit easier, Mr. Bars, but I think after round one, it becomes very, very tough. Yeah, I, I agree. I think round one, there's some, some easy pickings in terms of and I don't mean this horribly because the players are all good on the floor, but I think there are players that are different animals once the TV cameras go on. Yeah, and, and the problem is, I guess, there's some of these we just don't see. Yeah. There's, there's some who just don't play as often as we would like, as probably they, they would like. Um and there's the form of certain players. We're not sure what what we'll see. We've seen some fantastic performances from Trina recently and the seniors. But when I'm saying recently, we're looking back to a fair few months back on TV. Yeah. Coming up against Endo, that's an absolute battle. What will Lisa Ashton perform? Lloyd, we know the level she can do. She One of the best aims we probably had at the Worlds in the shorter formats was when she faced Neil Duff and Neil beat a three-two. That that was Lisa in parts at her best. She's coming up against Mike Huntley, who's looking to prove his worth after having a disappointing first year in the World Championship. So, I think there's intriguing names in there, um, but there is a few one-sided ones. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But the seniors is available on. Correct me if I'm wrong. BBC player or you can purchase a full event pass go to the seniors website I'm guessing it'll be on there yeah so it was asked there uh, outside the UK I think it's on the BBC red button or the BBC iPlayer all around the world if not the seniors Facebook page there is a stream link for the weekend I think it's 4 99 for the weekend yeah it sounds about right so yes you can watch it not a problem at all from that point. Yeah, of... you can watch the tournament via the BBC iPlayer or BBC Sport website in the UK or anywhere in the world. Um, there is a link on World Seniors social media pages, and that's for four ninety nine. There is still some tickets left, um, but not many. No tickets have gone exceptionally well for the talent. So if you haven't got your ticket yet, you may be a little. Disappointed, shall we say? Um, Welcome to the party job. Uh, yeah, Will, how are we doing? Um, 
we know he lost in the final. I'm presuming that he's entered some more events. There are still a few more to go, I believe. No, those they're they're long days. Did did Leonard win one? I thought he lost in the final. Or did I read did I read social media wrong? Leonard dates Jack Marl and Joe Croft qualify for UK Open, so we did qualify. Ah, my bad. I read he lost in the final. Um, did he play in multiple? Yeah. Well, that's what Will's saying. He played back-to-back days. So, I'm definitely lost Saturday, one Sunday. Uh, right, okay. That's my fault. I hadn't... I did <coughs> the Sunday result. I saw he lost in the final on Saturday. Who else won them? Uh, Jack Mayle and Joe Croft. Cool. Uh, yeah, my bad. I, I only saw Saturdays. Uh, no, no live lounges every Monday, uh, Rebecca. Every Monday, 8 o'clock, the live lounge. Uh, look, Leonard will be a danger. Yeah. Um, we, we know what he can perform with his A game. He's found ways with his B game. That on the UK Open could be different. Um, but he's one you'd want to avoid. Yeah. Especially as a qualifier. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so, also, I don't know, have you listened to the Matt Porter interview yet? Not yet. It's on my, it's on my playlist for this week. Just wonder what your thoughts were about the over-exaggeration? Um, I've listened to clips, so I'm well aware of what he said in that part. <sighs> I guess he's going to say that, right? I, I, there's, the PDC made certain decisions for me personally. They've got the Euro Tour one totally wrong. Um, there is other aspects that they've got wrong, in my opinion, um, around i.e. the Premier League and stuff like that we've talked about. But the, the biggest one for me, is the Euro Tour. The, the rule around, and then oh, that's the flip of that, the, the right decisions, the rule around the, the tour cards. Um, it was just the implementation of that straight away. But I think generally they get a lot of decisions right. The Euro Tour one's just one for me that massively run. They have part of it, but I Part of me does agree, not by the way, not that it should be 16 and 16 the way they've done it. I don't agree with that whatsoever. But when you listen to the way it was before, that half the field was done by a qualifier, is that right? I'm saying there should have been a tweak, but I'm not sure they've got the tweak right. How would Lulitla qualify if that opportunity wasn't there? Lulu is an example being brand new tour card holder. For me, looking at it, I I wouldn't have used the top 16 in the main order of merit. I'd have gone down the pro tour order of merit further because that's just a one-year rolling ranking. That's not a two-year 
yeah. TV one. I, I personally, <coughs> I, I think, would have gone further down that and not had as many qualifiers. Yeah, I won't be opposed to that. The the one that doesn't sit well is the, the World Championship. Oh, yeah, 100%. I, I completely agree with that. Because, I, I, don't, I don't like... Because the Pro Tour way of doing it, you see so many of the 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 big name players who tend to opt out of um, Pro Tour events. If there was more meaning to the Pro Tour order of merit, obviously they'd have to play in them, and then Euro Tour rankings, all that sort of stuff would then come as part of that. That'd be a better route than a World Championship. Because for oh, me, yeah, it's, that, it's just... Oh, yeah, that, that, that I agree with. But I, I'm not opposed to less qualifying positions, but I don't like the 16 and 16. Um, I didn't mind how it was. I, I, the reason I didn't mind how it was is because the we moan about the amount of qualifiers for certain events. And I think for the big TV events, that's correct because there should be certain ways of you getting there and there's different routes for Grand Slam and Grand Prix and, and World Match Play. However, for the Euro Tours, I had no objections with the winning three games, was it, to qualify? Because we yeah. did see generally new fields. Oh, yeah, no, we, we, we did. Well, like I said, I'm not talking about massive changes, but maybe I've gone down to the top 24 on the Pro Tour of Merit or something like that. To, to, reduce it, to, to reduce it slightly. If there's one time you've spelt sense today, Philip, that can be it. Well, you know, it does happen every now and then. <laughs> but only every now and then. Let's, let's, not, <laughs> let's, let's not get it all the time. Um, but yeah, the, the, the 16 and 16, that I, I'm, I'm not opposed. I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. Um, yeah, uh, one o'clock tomorrow, we will be on air at 12.55, the same as we were today. But... Action starts at one. Hopefully, this bloody cold will have gone a little bit. Um, so that was that. What else has happened this week? Super Series, Philip. We all yes. missed it. Champions Week field was confirmed. And first of all, week 12, what a fucking week! What an incredible week, full stop. I'll let you swear without telling you off. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Um, although we didn't make... We'll, 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 we'll touch on the, the finest in a minute, but great to see David Evans back to the player he was a few years ago. The action looked Rolls-Royce again. The numbers were huge. Good signs for David Evans. Yeah, and, and that's what the... The Super Series provides. Um, yes, there is plenty of opportunity. Floor events, but for someone of the quality of David Evans, who is on the peripheral of that one to eight, is probably when his name's there in regards to being on tour, not on tour that sort of level. Um, this is the this is where we see where that game is. Um, it, it was a joy to see that it. A player of his calibre was back to performing and throwing the way he can. Yeah. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Um, but Scott Taylor won the week, and again, he's he's going to be a danger in Champions Week. But he's in that category for me of one of the best players not to have a tour card. His ceiling is incredible. He is. It's just the run time to being that category, isn't it? <laughs> That's the problem. It's yeah. the worst time to be in it. And I know we've seen um, the likes of Beveridge being a ridiculous fun down into it. But right now, it's the one time where off PDC, if your ambition is to be on there, this isn't where you want to be in that into that level. But yeah, the, the, the 12 this week are going to deliver. It's going to be a, a very, very good Champions Week as per normal. And it's set up nicely as well for NetSuite. There's NetSuite's going to be great. Yeah. Also, obviously, I know he, he's not in the chat room because he's out enjoying himself this evening. Um, but uh, John O'Shea got the last spot. And again, across the three days he was in it, getting to the final, the Joker played some solid no. stuff. Are we surprised? No. Um, and this and this might be just what, what he needs. Um We've spoke to him numerous times over the past few months, obviously, the friend of the show being on the live show and fallouts and whatever and talking to us about it. And one thing he was constant talking about with the Pro Tour is where he fuddled is the 70 days without competitive action or however many days and months and weeks it was. So the fact he's back this week, for me, means he's going to be a, a huge danger for the rest of the field. Um because coming into those few days, he could be fresh and raring to go to, to lift up the title and that little bit of cash. Yeah. Well, come on, I'll do the one above it in a minute. Yeah, couldn't come down. So, yeah, look, there wasn't enough turnaround, was there? <laughs> <laughs> He's awake. Evening, Dob. No, it was in earlier. It did, it did pipe up during the seniors. <coughs> um, but yeah, in Paul, I'll see you on Thursday. Wednesday yeah, or Thursday, I can't remember. Champions Week is shaping up already. And then we have the Double Trouble Week as well. Looking forward to, to that. Um, what else did we miss in a week of darts? Anything? Don't. Think so. We probably did, but um, ticket dates released for the match play. By the way, if you haven't got a PDC subscription, you ain't getting a ticket either. Nope. Not a chance. Uh, to be honest, I've normally started my countdown now for Blackpool. I'm texting you most days to let you know when we're going to be there, Phil. I just haven't started it yet. I'll wait till the seniors is out of the way. <laughs> I'll be there on the Friday again, don't worry. All set for Trilogy. Um, Liam, the lineup for Double Trouble is out. Two seconds. Let me find it. Uh... I've seen it as well. Uh, 
Lamech ridiculously good. Yeah. Especially following on from the seniors. Either it's a hand. Just trying to find. There's a slide with a. I'm starting frantically through. Um, Where is it? I'm trying to find the bloody thing. Uh, where the bloody hell is it? Philip. Just talk amongst yourselves, it'll be fine. I've got the clip. I've got this. Daryl Pilgrim. He's Wait a minute, watching. I've got it. Let me just download it. Jim McEwen. Two. Gonna upload it into here so people can see it. Connor Stud. Three. So I went on Dropbox to find it. Oh, dub to the rest of you. So I'd already done it. Right, that is the double trouble lineup week. So for people listening on audio or back, group A is Robert Thornton, Kevin Painter, Neil Duff, Steve Rowan, Jim McEwen, Mark Dubridge. Group B is James Wilson, Connor Stutt and Connor Tonan Whitehead. And group C is Lisa Ashton, Colin Osborne and Daryl Pilgrim. Double trouble week is best of five to end up and as Dan Simpson says and quoting, that lineup is amazing. Yeah. I agree with you, my Geordie friend. Absolutely, an incredible, 
incredible week of double trouble in the Super Series. Should we open question time? If we haven't missed anything? If we have, we'll... Uh, we'll just, just pick it up. And... Yeah, yeah. We'll pick it up. Get your questions in then, everyone. Was there some in there? Oh, we answered them. We answered them during, wasn't it? Yeah. There? A couple of highlighted. Uh, uh, Mark, I haven't looked at my diary, to be fair. I've got some com dates in there, but I'm not sure when. Look at the views on Little Assurl already. Yeah, look, just one of the best games on the floor ever. In his first final. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Sam Luke does need to qualify for the Euro Tours on Wednesday. Just two qualifiers, one and two on Wednesday, isn't it? Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, imagine, imagine, imagine him going back to back and then not qualifying. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Um, yeah. He's, next, he's, next Wednesday and the Wednesday after he's back to back qualifying. Yeah, because he's got to get it from Wigan to Glasgow. At this rate, he'll have a private helicopter company sponsor him and <laughs> then he won't worry about it. Yeah, Sam Luke. The top 16, top 32, the way it's done is the same thing because it's 16 and those 16 and those both sets of 16 make up the 32 pretty much. So it's the same thing. There's 10 qualifying spots now, isn't it? So it'll be played down to the, the final 10. Well, Jamie, funny you should say that. It's been quite a quiet day, really. Nothing really much has happened. Uh, no, I genuinely think he's... And I said this last year when he was at the Super Series. I genuinely think he's a generational talent. Set and that, Mr. Bars. Um, I've done past the the stage I said earlier. I've done past the stage of sort of not building him up anymore because he can do everything. Oh, part of me was worried around the lens he used to have in Super Series when he'd not switch off, but he'd entertain, I guess. He'd get bored. He can do that now. Yeah. He's that far ahead in some of these. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, Bob. I didn't see any of the PDC Europe's next gen, so I need to have an investigation properly because I didn't see any of it. No, neither did I. Uh, yeah, I guess Ryan Sell's new darts are all right. Yeah, look, it did take long to get used to him, that's for sure. 
All right, well, we'll, we'll give him a second chance. Does Boise think Lytton's going to win another Players' Championship this year? This year or this week? <laughs> <laughs> Either or. I, I was going to say, I didn't expect him to do that tweet. <laughs> but, yeah. The fact he's already in the green for the Grand Prix is brilliant. It's not right. Yeah. Like, he's just, he's, he's ridiculous. He is ridiculous. Just watching the game. But yeah, treble 18 switching is Priestley-esque. Yeah, look, it's just, he's so comfortable on all parts of the board. He's just mad. Oh, there's definitely a wagon's happening on Saturday. Uh, yeah, the new kid's going to Blackpool. And that eight and a half grand is going to get swallowed up very quickly. And Dan, before you ask, he's too young to the trilogy. <laughs> Not this year. <laughs> Perfect timing, Mr. Simpson. Is is the lineup been finalised yet? Do we know? Uh, I know four. I know four guarantees, and then I know the fifth is between two. I just don't know which way it was finalised. I know one guarantee because I was speaking to him at the Super Series. Um, I, I think I'm say three of the original lineup, and then a couple of newbies. Nice. But the three of the original lineup is, I guess, what you told yourself, told Biddy's for it. Um, and then Webster, you're. Webster, Mason, Lloyd. Am I warm? How are you sniffing? You, I'd say you're told. <laughs> <laughs> I know one of them's right. <laughs> Actually, no, I know two of them's right. Henry's not doing one of them. No Terry O'Keefe trilogy. Thankfully. I was like, thank fuck. I don't know, has he qualified for Blackpool yet? The person's not on tonight to answer that question. He'll answer next Monday for you. Uh, that's, that's the point. We missed this one. And I'm, I'm pleased about this. That Bo's <laughs> going to play the Dev Tour this year. Mm. I am. But I've seen it was followed up by a few comments from people close to Bell that it's not going to be as many as we'd like. Oh, is it not going to be all of them? Um, well, name who, but quite easy to there. Someone who's very social media friendly. She's literally decided to do a couple of development tours in between her WDF Thompson Women's Series weekend. That's that's all. So that's I, a little I, bit disappointing then. And I, I, then, it's a step in the right direction. She's still got plenty of time on the Dev Tour. And she's going to be another one in that mid. You don't want to draw early on. Um, it's just going to be some and not all. Yeah. Dob, very good points. The Welsh Open has been moved. No, in, in England, though. Western Supermare. It's gone from North Wales to Somerset. 
Um, yeah, I did say that. Right, obviously, I don't, I don't know of any other locations, but surely, have we got any Welsh of our Welsh friends in the chat room? Surely there's someone in somewhere in Wales that could have hosted it. Surely. It's a strange one to say you've you're playing in. It'd be it if your missus didn't follow darts, it'd be very hard to convince her what you're doing to Western Superman to play in the Welsh Open. It's like saying I've just won the French Open in Madrid. It's but at least it's happening, right? Yes. Yeah. The 6th of July, we are going to have another live show. Up in the northeast. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> Yeah, the isn't the, the Snooker Welsh Open is held at is it the ICC or BIC wherever it is, but it's next to the big golf club on the way in through Newport that always clogs Celtic Manor. Just, I, yeah, it just makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, you, Mrs S wouldn't be having any of that. Could you imagine? I'm going to play the Welsh, Welsh Open, love. Dan, you that away as much as any of us. I don't believe that. I think she she bought some for you. Yeah, look, it's, I don't get it, but look, I'm guessing they paid a truckload of money to have it there. Um. Well, from what the statement read, it was more around the Welsh organisation having somewhere to to run the event. And it was more of them saying thank you than a, someone else coming in and trumping them. I think it was the best suitable venue. Um, not at the moment, no, because of the way his schedule is. I, th- I know he might play a couple here and there, but I think it'll be his schedule will have to be managed very well. And like we said earlier, he's got a great team around him. In in one sense, I don't know if I'd want to see that that set up. Not now, I wouldn't. That's what I mean. Even as an exhibition, I just no. I don't know what would benefit from it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but in general, it, it, I think you do some exhibitions, but. Obviously, at the moment, his schedule is very busy. So, I don't think so. Uh, Missed this one. Very nice person. Absolute top lad. Um... Look, they're they're not, but they 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 still play a a big part, especially in that period between 
Mined and the World Championships. We see a lot of the big players doing three or four because it's good match sharpness and stuff like that. But right now, no, because of his schedule. But going forward, yes. Yeah, we'll we'll see him doing them. There's no there's no ifs or buts about that. It's just when that opportunity arises, we can't have the conversations now about him playing too much or he's doing this, he's doing that. And then we told him for him to play in exhibitions. He's, we will see him um, and he'll produce a lot of magic if you don't watch him. But I'm sure he'll be involved more towards the back end of the year ready for the world. Yeah. I must admit, I was gutted. Did anyone see what point Simon Whitlock was throwing today? That'd have been interesting to see. Um, UK Open is on the horizon, which should be good. Also, I forgot to, to say this, that I'm going to call it Area 57 because I can't remember what it's called. You know the bit I mean. Yeah, I don't know what it is. We always we name it a different number every week. We never there right. So it's pointless trying now. That is not in use this year at all. Oh, we're back in reds, aren't we? Yeah, but you're, you're going to laugh at this because it was built during COVID and it's not a permanent structure. It's only a marquee hidden very well. So they're knocking it down and making it a permanent structure. Uh, now you've said that, I'm not surprised. I'm not going to lie. After being in there last year. But, so, is it Reds for... Stage two. Stage two, upstairs for three to eight. Yeah. Studio 36, that's the one. <laughs> Yeah, well, it, it will be in, in my head soon, but they've got to knock this one down first. Which is a bit mad. Dan's asked one in there, Phil. Worried about Luton Frizzy's form? No, nah, not at all. Once the season settles down, he'll be fine. Yeah, it's hard to disagree. There is that target on his back at the minute. Um, and let's be honest, he's running, he's running to little little most weeks if he's not won something. So, I think, I think he'll he'll be fine. Um, yeah, look, he's he's not going to do a Michael Smith and. Go and enjoy Vegas and stuff like that. It's once everything settles back down, he will be fine. Is my a ball ache to get? Yes, it is. <laughs> as a as a non-driver, yes, it is. <laughs> it still is. It's horrific. 
you get to Taunton and it says Minehead 22 miles, you think, yes. An hour and 15 minutes later, you're still driving. Yeah, heading down on the Thursday day, but I'm guessing your Thursday night, Friday morning? For after after coming uh, Joe Croft has qualified for the UK Open. The son of Ollie, yes, it is. <laughs> it's just about the worst place in Britain to get to. It's not far off, mate. Oh, I'll, I'll give you that one. It is horrific. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jamie, cool. Keep us posted of what it's like. I thought you were flying down, Dan. In Littler's private jet. Good luck with that journey, Dan, but I will see you on the Friday. Uh, to be fair, look, it would be better not to use Minehead twice. There are other buttons in the country, one in one, one in the other. Is that just because of the reason you've just said? Partly. <laughs> the ball out of Billy Matt. Yeah. Need an event in the north. There is an event in the north. The seniors are coming. Correct. Fair enough, Dan. Fair enough. <laughs> Vincent normally goes to Exeter first because he's there with Michael. What's class as the North? <laughs> <coughs> Everything for me. Yeah, fingers crossed the Grand Prix goes back. We hope. Correct, Tonner. Seniors on Grand Slam do clash. What, TV? Yes. Great. When we are up in the north, when we are at Rainton Arena, as Dob, I'm guessing he's on about, he's on sale this, tickets for that are on sale this week. The first weekend of the slam or the second week? First weekend of the slam. On the, um, only one of the days are, the it, does it across Friday and Saturday? So the Saturday will clash, but the Friday will be a free run uh, in regards to other darts. So it's on the 8th and 9th of November. If you could replace right in the Premier League, who would you have chosen? Before the season started, Dobie, but probably form-wise now, Bunting. 
old still though Dolby. Yeah, I, I, I thought Dolby deserved another go. I really did. Um, but everyone, thank you very much for your support as always. I'm not going to lie. I am shattered, so I'm going to go get some sleep. Uh, we go again tomorrow back for Players' Championship number two on air from 12.55. Make sure you are there because it's not going to be dull, is it? Can it be better than today? I don't know. But I think they'll give it a damn good go. If we're that half as close. Before we go, where does Luke get to tomorrow? It's horrible. That's what I do. Um, loses in the final. Quarter final. Losing the final. There we have it, everyone. Uh, we have been online darts. Thank you very, very much. This will be available as an audio only in uh, tomorrow morning by the time I've edited it. And like we said, plenty coming up. And make sure you drop us a follow and subscribe. Thank you very much for all the new subscribers. And we'll see you 12.55 tomorrow. See you all very, very soon.